Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. WXVW coming at you as we do every Sunday morning from 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. I'm Kelly Patrick. Joined in studio this morning by my man Dre Butler, Gary Love. How are you guys doing this morning? Pretty good. Doing good. Appreciate you joining me this morning. We'll soon be joined by our man Mo Lee. So we have a full house this morning, plenty to talk about in the world of sports. Uh, once again, we are the Weekend Sports Buzz coming at you as we do every single week, reviewing the week that was across the world of sports, whether it be locally or nationally or with some of our combat sports or other, other things internationally at times. So we, we cover everything. I actually watched a pretty cool heavyweight, what I, I consider to be a pretty cool heavyweight UFC fight last night, um, Derek Lewis against Mark Hunt, and the reason I mention that is because of the international mention I gave there. It was in New Zealand. Either of you guys catch the Mark Hunt victory? No. No. No, I read about it. But. Yeah. 43-year-old Mark Hunt, big guy, uh, 5'10", 265, so really big guy, uh, got in and, and scored a big victory over one of the, the more up-and-coming heavyweights in the world. Obviously, we are in the midst of – the, or at the beginning of the College Baseball World Series, Louisville and Kentucky ended their three-game series yesterday, ended with a two-game sweep by the Louisville Cardinals, and uh, on to Omaha for the cards. So any thoughts on that, guys? Either either you guys check that out? Uh, I caught some of the first game. Okay. And uh, that's pretty much about it. Yeah. yeah I, figured, I figured we would win. At least I was confident. I don't know much about baseball. I don't really keep up with it. I just know uh, a couple of weeks ago I talked to this guy, and he was talking about ACC running the table in the, in the three major sports. He was saying Clemson won football, Carolina won basketball, and he was saying in baseball, Louisville or Florida State could probably win. And so he was talking about that. But other than that, I don't really keep up with baseball, college baseball at all. Once again, we have a full house this morning. Myself, Kelly Patrick, Dre Butler, Gary Love. And my man, Mo Lee. How are you this morning, Mo? I'm good. I'm good. How's everybody? Doing great. All right. Appreciate you joining us. Um, I obviously wear the Louisville Cardinal fan hat. Gary, Kentucky fan hat. Yes, sir. We do have Dre also, Louisville fan. Mo is a little bit neutral. Mo is in the middle. He's from Texas. So so Mo has a, 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 a unbiased opinion. Is that right, Mo? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Any engagement in the, the college baseball um, no, I seen that uh, Louisville did win, so yeah. congratulations. But that's about it. Gary, thoughts on the 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 season for Kentucky? It was a first year head coach. He came right in, and uh, from you know from a distance, he won SEC Coach of the Year. Traditionally, SEC is no cakewalk when it comes to baseball. Right. I so, mean, they was picked to finish twelfth in SEC. They finished third. It was a great year for the you know first year coach. They finished, I think, forty. 46 and 23 or something like that. I mean, it's a great record for a first-year coach. Definitely. Yeah, you certainly can't complain with that. I mean, it's never fun to lose to your rivals, especially at their house. You know, this was a home home field series for Louisville as they were hosting the Super Regional. Yeah, and they, I mean, they was going against the best player in baseball, college baseball. Yeah. I mean, he pitched and – Kentucky started the race, but true freshman on the road, six big game like that. Six foot eleven. Six eleven. Yeah. I mean that that guy's good. So yeah. Kentucky has a lot of talent, a lot of young talent for Kentucky. So they'll 
most likely be competitive for the next few years at the very least. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're actually going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Carolina Steve is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Carolina? Just fine. Good to see where you say head down at the Jim Patterson Stadium. Uh, I kind of expected Louisville to win. Uh, Kentucky being the first year team there in Europe. Yeah. They were kind of like that and everything. So uh, I was glad to see uh, Louisville get it. They do have probably the best upperclassmen in the uh, draft. They do say there is a high school kid that is similar to him that may be drafted ahead of him. I, I've heard that. The Minnesota Twins might take another guy uh, at, with the first overall pick, which Carolina, to me, that's great news. I'm a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan, and I'd be ecstatic if Brendan McKay fell to the, the Reds at the second pick. Gary, I'll ask, actually ask you. You're a Reds fan. Yeah. You want the Reds to get McKay? Well, it depends on what they draft him for. Okay, it depends. You're just looking at it very unbiased. Yeah. If yeah. it works. Would you prefer him to be a positional, a first baseman, or maybe an outfielder or a pitcher? Well, I think he'd have, if he goes to the Reds, he'd have to be a pitcher because he's not taking Joey Votto's spot. At sure, first not, base. At, not out of the gate, but Joey Votto is 33. Sometimes yeah. it takes a little bit of time to develop. Yeah. True. But, I mean, he hits for power. I mean, it's kind of put him on. It's it's hard to put a guy like that on the bench, also. Sure, or find a spot for him in the outfield. Right. You can always do that. So, Carolina, uh, good reviews uh, from you for this Louisville baseball team. I know you're a big baseball fan, and in particular, you really like the aluminum bats in in college baseball. You, you, how impressed are you with this Louisville program? Uh, fairly decent. I I put them in the top five in the nation. Okay. They're uh. I've seen a lot of the good programs, Florida State, uh, Carolina, and Clemson, and uh, teams like that, Georgia Tech. But I'm, uh, I'm impressed with Louisville. I, I like Coach McDonald. He's, he's probably my favorite coach on the whole Louisville staff in any sport. Okay. And now uh, I want to talk about the NBA Finals. We are all ears when it comes to the NBA Finals. What do you have for us? Well, to me, I don't watch it because there's no excitement in them for me. I'm talking about, it's not like back, remember, oh, we, I don't know if you were old enough to remember, but Willis Reed limping out of the uh, locker room, making the first two shots with the Knicks playing the Lakers. Those are the types of finals I like. John Havlicek playing with a separated shoulder on his shooting arm and shooting left-handed. Those are the type of finals that I like. Okay. Well, in more modern, recent memory, I think myself, and I probably speak for the rest of us in here, um, we would remember Paul Pierce doing a similar <laughs> Willis Reed act. Am I wrong, guys? Yeah. I remember. Paul Pierce has that in our memory. But so, so, Carolina, no interest in this NBA Finals at all for you? They're way down. I haven't even watched any of the finals. Okay. Well, uh, they say that ratings are actually, for the NBA finals, they're the highest they've been since the 98 NBA finals between Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, and obviously the Utah Jazz, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Jeff Hornacek, and we all remember Brian Russell. Brian Russell. Brian Russell. So, Carolina, the ratings are up, but they're not selling you. 
They're not telling me. I, I'd rather watch, uh, like today, I'll be watching the Formula One race. I'll be watching the NASCAR race. And I tell you what has really gotten my attention is the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes, the, the, the Predators, right? Yes, they remind me a lot. In North Carolina, we had the, the team in the Hurricanes, and they won the uh, Stanley Cup one year. Okay. And I tell you what, you wouldn't believe that. Uh, don't you think North Carolina was a basketball state? They became a hockey state at that time. Hockey is a really interesting sport to me because I, I do think it's really cool, and I, I could see getting into it in a certain Maybe if I was reborn in a different uh, a different life or something like that, I think hockey's really cool, and I, I would like to know more about it. So, Carolina, we appreciate your your broad range of input regarding the, the world of sports. That's what we are here on the weekend sports buzz. You know, you, you said you've got NASCAR and Formula One to look forward to today. Obviously, the NHL playoffs for you. So, Carolina, as always, we appreciate your call. Before we let you go, anything else you want to chime in on? Nothing uh, but. I do watch a little bit of golf, too, and I am a fan of Lexi Thompson, and she's going to be playing today, so I'll watch that later on. Y'all have a nice day. Good stuff there from our man Carolina Steve. As always, we appreciate his input. Guys, any interest in, in any of those other sports he mentioned? No, I'm not much of a NASCAR guy. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. And uh, hockey, I just know. <laughs> Sidney Crosby. <laughs> I just know they like to fight. That's about so go, it. Go Penguins. <laughs> I see they did. I see they did uh, come out with a new mock draft um, for the NBA. NBA. They still got Lonzo Ball going number two, which they said that uh, he didn't wow Magic Johnson in his try in his workout. So. Yeah. Well, he worked out for Philly too. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he worked out for Philly. Yeah. But he told Boston he wasn't going to work out with him. Yeah. Uh, they don't need him anyway. Who the the Boston. Lakers? Who, yeah, who doesn't? Boston need? doesn't need Alonzo. They no, need, they, they, they need, need big men. They have enough guards on their team. Yeah, I don't. I just don't understand why they're taking Markel Fultz. I mean, it just—they've got well, nine guards on that team. Unless they trade Isaiah. No, nah, they're not going to trade Isaiah. They'll probably they move Avery. Isaiah, Isaiah Avery, Avery yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, they're probably going to move Avery, Avery, Avery Crowder. Marcus Smart. No, nah, Terry, Avery Crowder, Terry, and uh, most likely Zeller. So well, keep, so keep Marcus Smart over Avery Bradley. For the simple fact he can guard multiple positions. He can guard pretty much the one through the four. We, Avery Bradley can't? Avery Bradley cannot guard the four. Four. Yeah, right. Avery, Avery Bradley Avery cannot Avery, guard the four. But I don't Avery, think smart could either. But he's, he's, but, but he's, but he's, but he's, he's, he's almost like a miniature Draymond. He's a Swiss Army knife. He does a lot of things. You know, okay. he's not good, but he does a lot of things. So you have to put him on the court. Okay. Um, I mean, we, 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 he has potential to be. That guy that scored 27 points in the game. He has potential for that. And then he'll play defense. And then he'll pass. He'll rebound. He'll box out. He's energy. Avery Bradley, he's a good Avery Bradley's a good role player. But he's not he's not that guy that brings that tenacity that they would need. So they can get more for Avery Bradley than they could for Marcus Smart. True. Yeah. So they would probably ship Avery before they get rid of Marcus for the simple fact of that reason right there. Avery, Avery's more valuable. I don't know. I wouldn't do that because you got Isaiah and you got Avery Bradley, and then you have Isaiah and then you got Marcus Smart. 
Yeah, no, but then, but that's why they would draft folks. Because folks would take over that two-guard role. What is Fultz? What is he, a wing? He, yeah, he's a two. He's not yeah. a Greek freak, though. No, he, he, no, he, but he's 6'5". And he's, he's a two. He's bigger and, than their other guards. And and he he does more than just score. I mean, he passes to, I don't know about defensively for real. You have to really see somebody play defense and NBA right. to really know if they can play defense. Because I thought Blake Griffin could play defense just because he was blocking shots in college. And he gets NBA, he doesn't block shots no more. Not one. So you have to actually see them play on the NBA court before you say they play defense. But... He's a scorer, but he does pass him. I think he averaged like 25 or 26, but he averaged like six or seven assists as well. Yeah, he was you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like he wasn't passing the ball. Okay. Um, he's a combo guard. Put him at the two with Isaiah. Or I've even heard they can ship Isaiah. I mean, they can do a lot. Boston has pretty much they have all the cards yeah. on the table with this. But who, what are they going to get for somebody like, like Terry Rozier? Right? Terry, yeah. Terry showed he could. Play ball. Like, That's an example. Like, like, get me, get the because well, it, it this is a star-driven league. It, it wouldn't actually make it, a splash. They got to contend with the no. What, what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, when they would trade Terry Zeller and Avery, though, and Crowder, it would probably be those guys, three or four of them, all in a deal together to get Paul George. To get any big to man. get to get anybody yeah. okay. to get anybody it might it might be a, it might be it might be Avery Bradley and Zeller and then we'll see Terry in the draft pick move somewhere okay. or you know some combination of that or three of them or four of them but but those are the guys that they can probably get the most for because Terry showed all I heard the whole time I was watching any Boston series was I like this Terry Rozier kid oh, yeah. I like this guy every time he came in all you heard was I like him he plays with tenacity he plays defense he. He scores. He does everything. He did. I didn't hear one bad thing about Terry this whole playoffs. It was all positive. Mm-hmm. And even Brad Stevens said, I think Brad Stevens said he, he he made the most improvement this year, and he was one of his like favorite guys to coach. So when you get compliments like that from your contemporaries, and then you're also the coaching staff, and you know just your teammates and stuff like that, he showed he's a valuable piece, and he's still young. So they can ship him and Avery Bradley somewhere and get something for him. I don't know what they're gonna do. Okay. I mean, it's all speculation right. at this point, but we'll get to we'll get to more NBA draft talk here um, later in the show. Once again, the weekend sports buzz. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We encourage you to give us a call. Going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Brian the Insider. How are you this morning, Brian? I know the Belmont was yesterday. How are you? Doing great, guys. Love the NBA talk. Uh, I love. Uh all the discussion about what's going to happen in the NBA. I think it's over tomorrow. Uh, you know, I think they go back to Golden State and uh, turn the lights out, another 20, 30-point win. But uh, like you mentioned, Kelly, third leg of the Triple Crown was yesterday. Uh, the Belmont Stakes got 57,000, you know, which is about an average crowd for that, uh, considering there wasn't a Triple Crown on the line. So uh, Todd Pletcher won the set. He won two of the three, so he won yesterday with Catherine. Very good race. He beat Irish Warcry, who was the favorite, and was winning in the stretch. It was a great stretch drive. Pletcher also got the third-place horse, Patch. You guys probably remember Patch was the, uh, the horse that didn't have his eye. All three horses ran in the derby, and all three of them took the Preakness off, So, uh, which is kind of the way it happens at the Belmont. You know, you know, you get beat up, and, and they all had pretty good excuses for their poor performances in the Derby, mainly the, the mud and the crowd size. They all got slammed around, but 
it was a very, very good race yesterday. And uh, Fletcher won it. Fletcher, that's kind of Fletcher's specialty, the Belmont. He's, that's his home base there. But uh, he didn't watch the stretch drive. A very, very good Irish war side. Looked like he had it. And Tapper just wore him out. A mile and a half finally caught up with Irish War Cry and Tappert passed him in the stretch. So, very, very nice win for Todd Fletcher and Tappert. So, is the health of the sport of horse racing in good hands right now, Brian? I think so, yeah. The undercard for the Belmont was, was great. Songbird, the best filly in the land, she won. Bob Backer came over and, and dominated the undercard. With Mike Smith, I mean, he's just big Mike. I mean, big money Mike and Bob Bob Baffert, man, uh, very impressive with what he did on the undercard. The Met Mile, Belmont puts on a huge Breeders' Cup-like event for the Belmont. It's really a three-day festival, and uh, it was a great bunch of races. And Baffert, although he didn't have anybody in the Triple Crown races, his best shot, which was would have been the favorite for the Derby, got hurt. But uh, he dominated the undercard. But, yes, Kelly, I would say it's in great shape. Keep in mind, Arrogate, who we may, may end up being the best horse ever. I know that's a big comment, but he's also already the number one earner in money. Uh, he's in great shape for Bafford. He's, Bafford said yesterday he'll probably run in July and then again in the Pacific Classic and then the, the Breeders' Cup. Uh, it's First weekend in November at uh, Belmont. I'm sorry, at Delmar in California. So yeah, I say I say horse racing is doing very good. Ryan, what do you think of this Louisville baseball team? They're on to face Texas A&M in Omaha. Thoughts on the Louisville baseball team? Dan McDonald, Brendan McKay. I think it was a great win. I watched some of it, you know, and uh, kept up with it. I like going to the games. They got a record crowd yesterday at Jim Patterson Park. I think it was good for the Kentucky program, you know. No matter where you're at on the Kentucky-Louisville thing, Louisville has clearly had the better baseball program, and their success and their stadium has made Kentucky pick it up. Kentucky's getting a new stadium now, and this won't be the last Super Regional we see between these two teams. You'll see Kentucky back, and it's not surprising at all. They don't quite have the depth, but they'll get there, and uh, they, you know, it bothered them. Your number one rival is beating you, uh, and, and it's not there beating Kentucky. Uh, Louisville has really risen their baseball program. I, I would venture to t have anybody tell you who's got a better year-in and year-out baseball contract You know, than Louisville. They pay their coach the most. Uh, he got that million-dollar contract, which is great for all baseball coaches. But hats off to the Kentucky team, too. They, they stepped up. They just didn't have the depth. But I think we'll see this Super Regional become almost a semi-annual event there in Louisville. Good stuff, as always, from our man Brian the Insider. Brian, we appreciate your input. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good stuff there, guys. Uh, so, as Brian said, Belmont yesterday, obviously, no triple crown on the line. College Baseball World Series. And everybody. the one recurring theme among the weekend sports buzz is we can talk basketball at all levels. You guys were just going on and on about the NBA draft uh, previews and, and, and Markel Fultz uh, <laughs> appears to be the consensus number one overall pick, which is always very intriguing to me when somebody like Ben Simmons or Markel Fultz has an underwhelming collegiate resume 
As far as winning? I guess as far, yeah. as, far as winning. I shouldn't say he has an underwhelming collegiate resume as far as indivi- individual production. Yeah, because I think he averaged 25 a game. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was about 26, yeah. 25, 26. Yeah. Okay, so, so we've got that to look forward to at the NBA. Uh, now, does anybody in here think the Cavs have a chance at winning game five? No. No. Gary Love says no. Mo says no. A puncher's. Punch a chance. chance. Just because the Warriors it's, are it's, 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 it could easily, it could easily be 2-2. Two, two. It, it could easily be 2-2. Two, two. Like, they could have won game three. Are you a LeBron fan? Oh, no. Oh, okay. I'm LeBron, I'm a LeBron, uh, despiser. Oh, okay. Not, I don't even consider myself a hater. I actually despise that guy. Um. I might be on the same level with but, you. But, but, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with if Kyrie, because he's the key, he yeah. was the key last year. Oh. Of course, Bron let every stat average in the game for the whole finals. I get that he's averaging a triple double right now. He's doing LeBron things, but when you watch them play, was it Friday night? Every time the Warriors made a push, the person who pushed back was Kyrie. Of course, every single time. Every time they made a run. <clears throat> They got it down from 19 to 12. Here comes two Kyrie buckets. They uh, got it down from 15 to 9. Here comes two Kyrie buckets. Has there ever been someone who makes more acrobatic layups? That, you that I've remember? seen. Maybe Kobe or Jordan, right? I mean, they had some really it's, for For his size, it's, it's almost like you have to say, remember when they say, you know, if AI was 6'6", six, six, he would have been the best player ever. Yeah, but he was. So you look at Kyrie and you're like, if Kyrie was bigger, think how much better he would be. Yeah. And so you have to give him a little bit, like the benefit of the doubt. Of the doubt. Like he's only six foot, six foot one. He might be one of the greatest finishers at the rack that we've ever seen because he, he has the ability. It's amazing. He can take the hit from a center and still finish the shot. It's like he, he has can, such spin on the ball. He can do a backspin. Yeah, he knows. He knows how to. He's just aware with utilizing the backboard. I mean, I, I, there's so many lakes or floaters I, that look like there's no chance in hell they're going in. I call yeah, it that's uh, Kyrie Irving. That's going to drop right in. Right. I call it uh, annoying buckets because <laughs> every time he scores, every time he scores, you're like, eh, "How you make that?" I hate this guy. You know, it's like, like every him, time, man. like he—he's a ball stopper, though. He opinion. is, he, and, and that's why I tell people, I tell people he's he's self-checked. For prime example, game three, he was zero for six, zero for seven for shooting threes the whole game. He's he got hot. He's killing stuff. He's taking them off the dribbles, going yeah. to the rack. He he's throwing up the, the the high layup over the glass over KD. He's doing everything, and they came down to it. They needed a bucket, and he decided to get cute. That's Kyrie though, and he missed a jumper. But he's always cute with it. Yeah, but I'm saying, but that's what I mean by he's self checked because he's he's virtually unguardable, but he'll stop himself because he doesn't continue to do what was working. Now, last game, his jumper was falling. So, it didn't matter if he pulled up or whatever. He Everybody was going to hit. his jumper was falling. That yeah. is true. They were, like, 24 three-pointers. 25. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. jumper. Yeah, everybody's jumper would. But Kyrie hit seven threes. He was seven of 12. Yeah. You know, compared to game three, he was, like, 0 for 6. He was 4 for 5 in the first quarter. Yeah. He, he, he couldn't miss. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, his jumper wasn't falling, but he chose to take the jump shot when they needed a bucket, and they missed. And now, if he hits, that's a Kyrie. That's it's Kyrie Irving. He's going to hit that. But when he misses, it's a bad shot. You know what I'm saying? So if he hits it, it's just like with Kyle Corver. If Kyle Corver hits that shot, LeBron James made the right play. Oh, yeah. Kyle yeah. Corver missed the shot. You're talking about game three. Kyle Corver missed the shot. 
LeBron, you made the wrong play. It's still the right play. You know, no, it's, it's, it's still. Mo, it's, Mo, Mo is, is a, a LeBron critic as much as. No, and, and I am too. Okay. And, and I am too. But I'm saying. Right but I'm saying. But that's. But, but we've, we've, we've watched him play for 14 seasons. That's the play he's been making since day one. He's going to make the right pass. Even though he had a Draymond on him with five fouls, he would rather take that numbers wise, statistically. That was a better shot for him to kick it out to Kyle Corver than it was for him to try to draw the foul on Draymond Green. From that, 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 that's insane to me is that Kyle Corver is one of the best three point shooters in the history of the NBA. Yeah. He's much more open than and you. A corner shot. You should pass it to him. A wide open corner you shot. You could use a three, now, then that's a better that, but, that, that passes the right pass. But yeah. the thing that makes it seem bad was after the game on when Kyle Corver was on the podium, he said that that play was not for him. So that play was designed for LeBron to take the shot. LeBron yeah, or they, Kyrie. Neither neither was John Paxson or Steve Kerr. They didn't draw those up for them. Absolutely right. But when the player who missed the shot says, that play wasn't for me. That that, that wasn't a designed play, play for me. So when I got the ball, improvisation. So, so when I got the ball, you could say I wasn't right. Because hey, I, I wasn't expecting to shoot. No, that's all he does is shoot. Yeah. When he catches, he should shoot. He should never look. He should he should look at the rim and the rim only. Yeah, which, which is true. And you should always be ready. But what I'm saying is he, the fact that he said after the game that that play was not designed for him, it comes off as the impression like, well, LeBron was LeBron, scared. LeBron got scared, and Kyle Corver wasn't expecting to shoot, so it's LeBron's fault. This is like because he should have took the shot. If you like someone, you're going to defend them at all costs. Well, I don't like LeBron. Okay, I know, but be, but what I'm saying is, people are going to criticize LeBron every time. Oh yeah. If, if somebody misses a shot at the yeah. end of the game, they're going to say, "Why did Jordan would take that shot?" And yeah. that's what it's always going to come back to. Jordan would have taken that shot. He's that's not the difference. Jordan. He's not Jordan. That's the difference between the two. He's not. He shouldn't pretend that he is Jordan either. You think he's pretending to be Jordan? No, no, no. I don't think he is. Oh, no, he's no, no. I think person. he's being himself. Yeah, he'll he, hit the open guy as he should right. every yeah. time. Hey, if you want to criticize, let's criticize the refs. Okay. Hey, was Draymond Green not supposed to be out of that game? What, what happened? Well, with I, that? I'm, I'm not gonna lie. When the, when that first tech happened, I thought that the first tech was on Steve Kerr initially. Until right. they until they said on TV there was Draymond. Yeah. That, but my initial thought was, oh, that's that first tech's on Steve. I've never so seen that. The court, exactly. Right? So my initial thought was the first tech was on Steve, but then they said the first tech was on Draymond. And yeah. then when Draymond got the second tech, and then he was still in the court, and then they were like, oh, it was confusion. The first tech was on Steve Kerr. Not on Draymond Green, and then they were like, "But everybody at the scores table heard that you guys said it was on Draymond Green, so somebody's lying." <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, so it's like so it was something weird happened, and it was like, man, this is odd. Like, are the refs cheating so bad for the Cavs that they just said, "Man, we're just gonna." We're just going to be nice and leave Draymond in the game because we've been cheating all day. Yeah, the second, so, so we're going to let you guys get away with two techs and stay in the game. Yeah, the second tech was bogus anyway. Was, I mean, you know how many was. times them refs get yelled at and all yeah. they did was wave that and exactly. wave him off? From, for Draymond, though, that was baby. Yeah, yeah. That was baby. Yeah, Draymond's was, usually in your face. What about yeah. Zaza Pachulia throwing a punch at Shumpert's? Yeah. I mean, he hit him in the knee, but, I mean, yeah. he was standing over him for, like, Ten seconds. Yeah, they I mean, I blew the whistle, and he's still look, trying to grab the ball. It's, Get off of me! It's, man. I mean, even even the Shumpert flop on the uh, on the Draymond, no, on the fast break with him and Steph, and they said Steph grabbed him, but Shumpert locked arms with Steph and then threw his head back, and they caught a foul on Steph. Uh, I don't know. That game was just bad. It looked like a bunch of replacement refs out there. Um, hopefully that they don't ref another NBA Finals <laughs> game because. <laughs> The Cavaliers will probably win. Do you? Um, but you expect a lopsided when you go home. When you're playing home, it's it's gonna be 
60-40, maybe even 70-30. But that was... If you look at the numbers, the, the Warriors no, actually shot more free throws. And that is that is a false and, and persona. Okay. Over the game, yes, they ended up catching up and shooting free throws. But that first, those first two quarters, those first two quarters, everything was a foul. The Cavs stayed on the line. And that's how they got that 20-point lead. And then once they got down, once they got up by 20... It didn't matter that the Warriors were really shooting free throws here and there because the cat every every time the Warriors shot shot two free throws, the Cavs are coming out court and hitting the three. I mean, Jr. pulled from from the moon and hit one. Like it's it's that's it was it was so yeah, so, so 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 when people say oh well the refs were so bogus but the Warriors shot more free throws how that I'm like then you didn't watch the game like 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 if you watch the game a game can be a blowout and only finish in. A seven-point win, like you could be blowing the team out the entire game, be in control the whole game, and then they just hit a couple shots towards the end, and it makes it closer than what it really is. But if you really watch that game, you know this game they never were in control at no point in this game. Right. Yeah, they only lost by eight points, but they were down twenty the whole game until like the last two minutes. You know, it's like if a team scores, it was like two bogus touchdowns at the end of the game. Like you guys really lost by yeah. thirty. Like you, really, you still lost. Yeah, you guys still really lost by thirty. Like by the time you did that. Uh, on my what do you guys think of the conspiracy theorists out there? Because you talk to five NBA fans, two of them these days, it appears to me, are hardcore. NBA's got the fix in. If it's a sweep, they're going to lose money. Um, if, yeah, the refs, if, went, if they don't somehow impact this series and allow it to go to at stuff, least five or six games, then went, they're going to lose out on, you know. I heard, I read, there's all sorts of reports. I read the refs got a bonus. Because I mean, there's all sorts of I mean, what have to be bogus reports out there. That the, the refs got a ten million dollar bonus because it went beyond four games. What? Yeah, I mean, when, when stuff like that out. happens, it makes it hard to like not believe. When but, stuff like what? Like the game, like game four, okay. like the way game four went. Like if the, like if the Cavs, like if the Cavs were just to win the game, that's fine. They, they won. They did though. Mo, but, Mo just said they they hit twenty five threes. Yeah, but but like he said, there was a lot of fouls. But even even though they hit twenty, listen, and even, even though that they hit twenty five threes, you can't tell me that in the fourth quarter when the Warriors got it down to like fourteen or something, you're like, oh, it like like, like not with like nine minutes left, you're like, they're, they're three shots away. You know that they were in striking distance this whole game. They just could never get in rhythm because every time they would try to make a push. A foul would happen, or or when they would make the push, Kyrie would turn into Uncle Drew and score three buckets in a row and look amazing. And those are just gut wrenching shots every single time. So, but they were always in strike. I, I didn't really think the game was over until it was two minutes left, and I saw McAdoo in the game. That's what I saw. Well, they also said that uh, Golden State was set to lose twenty two million dollars. I saw that if too. they would have won that game. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. So I mean, it's a lot. You never know. It's a lot. No, I'm not. I'm not necessarily defending because it has been proven in the past with Donahue. Have you heard Donahue on Colin Coward? No, I haven't. No. no, Donahue over the past few years has been on Colin Coward's show a couple times. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that that happened and there is a documented, and it, that was not an isolated incident. No. The fact that that did happen at least will always leave the window of skepticism yeah. out there for anyone who who's willing to criticize the NBA. So twenty million dollars they would have missed out on if they didn't have the revenue from 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 um, Game Five in, yeah. in Sac- San Francisco. That's amazing. I mean, I, it's I, believable because that's it, they, they didn't even have a bunch of people show up to a stadium. What twenty five thousand or whatever it is? Yeah, I mean, they I just have I, zero show up. I, uh, 
watching game four was 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 kind of it had like a weird feeling because you know usually most playoff games and you know, the home team the crowd they're all wearing one color you know all white all yellow all black all red whatever they all have on you know go team shirts the whole crowd and game four started and it really just looked like the entire city of Cleveland was in there nobody was sitting down they were all standing up they 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 didn't have on any type of Cleveland attire. Just looked like they just had on their regular clothes. And they were like, "Look, we're here. We're supporting the team." But as soon as this gets ugly, we're leaving. <laughs> and the Cavs started hitting shots, and it was like the the crowd was just insane. Like I I really felt like if the Warriors were to win that game on Game Four in Cleveland, something bad would have probably happened. Some a fan, some fans would have came on the court. Like, they were even getting into it with the players. There was a situation with that. Like, something would have happened. Like, there would have been probably a mini riot. and might be a big riot. But been, something would have happened in Cleveland that night. Because, the, the, the I don't know, just watching that, the way that that crowd looked, I was like, man, they look, I can feel the anger. They should have swept. Through the TV. It felt like a Cincinnati uh, a Bengals crowd. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like I was watching a Bengals playoff game. And I was like, I'm Somebody's gonna throw something on the court. One of these plays, I just know it. Something's gonna, something's gonna beer. Somebody's gonna get hit with something if the Warriors pull this comeback off. The Bengals are the uh, the longest yard crew. They got all all the the bad guys on their squad. Yeah, <laughs> and they keep dragging. Yeah, them and but them up. now Mixon. <laughs> you know who Mixon? They literally came out and said Mixon is being mentored by Pac Man. <laughs> Did you read that? Yeah, Pac Man is liter- is legit. Joe Mixon's mentor. And I guess it's not a bad guy to mentor I mean, that's, from the, the view that Pac-Man's been in the league for like 13 years now. Yeah. Or something crazy. Yeah, he's been, he's been in the league amazing. for a while. He, Nobody he's, plays he's, defensive back for 13 years, let alone somebody who during that 13 years gets arrested eight times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he I, I, I didn't think, really have any gap in coverage. I, I mean, he, right? Uh, yeah, not at all. amazing what he's done. I can't believe he's still in the NFL. And I, he's doing good. I think with, uh, with Mixon, that's kind of a uh, – the fact that he was able to still get drafted in the second round, right. even with his situation, I think that shows just how good he possibly could be. Because a, a team's not taking a risk on a guy with that type of baggage oh, yeah. if he's not good. The Bengals will. Well, you say that the Bengals will, you know, and that's and, and, and that's true, but the and second they, round? they had And they had other people looking at him, too. Though. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't like... I thought he was the best running back. Yeah, so it, it wasn't like he wasn't on team's radar. He just had his incident, and they were like, well, all right, we'll just pass on him. Maybe we'll catch him in the second or third. And Cincinnati was like, if he's there in the second, we're taking him. Famously, our man Marcus, caller Marcus, who I, I, I assume we'll hear from later today, he says that Joe Mixon's a great guy. He might be. And, yeah, the, might and be. that girl should have never hit him. He might be. It might just... have, she shouldn't have hit him, but he still shouldn't have hit her back. Like, you're a football player. That's a okay, female. well, he made a mistake, but yeah, yeah. he wouldn't have just randomly ran up to her and hit her. Yeah, no, so. probably not. I not don't at know all. exactly what she said to him, but I do know that she hit him. Yeah, she and did. Here on the Weekend Sports Buzz, we will not shy away from that. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, Marcus will jump on that and take the grenade for everybody. But, I mean, there's some validity to... He was just chilling. He he had had an altercation or something. Yeah. He didn't initiate physical a physical contra- confrontation with a. a right, but he did. I, but he did see. Like, not 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 saying he initiated contact with her, but he he could have he could have walked away. You know what I'm saying? But he might have been drunk or whatever. But he could have walked away. You know his yeah, his, his reaction was too quick. Yeah, it was like it, was, like, it like he had he had done it before. He knew possibly. It, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was so it was just a. Twitch. I mean, yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, but like I said, he could have been drunk, whatever. You never know. It was a night out. I mean, as soon as he did it, his teammates got up out of the booth and left. Yeah, they all walked <laughs> they, out. They, I'm not staying here for this. <laughs> sure. You know, they got out of there. I think that's worse, though. If you didn't mean to hit her, stay there. I mean, you're yeah. still going to get in trouble anyway. You might as well stay but he could have been drinking, like you said. Cause yeah, they got him in trouble. But that doesn't obviously excuse anything. No, 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 it doesn't. Know, but I'm saying, but it, but it, it of course messes with the, your the th- your thought process. Like he he hit her, so his first thought was like, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me run out of here before somebody catches me. He didn't know a camera. Was exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's 2000 and what 14, 15. There's, there's cameras <laughs> exist in all these buildings <laughs> now. You know, so I, you know, he, it's just it was just a bad situation, and he might not be a bad. It might be a steal, like right. Like I actually. The, the the Bengals' first two draft picks with John Ross and him, actually, the, those two picks alone are game changers for them. Just along with their offense, like, yeah. You get a guy in John Ross who can run a four two forty, and he said he, his hamstring was sore, so he could have probably ran a four one nine if he was healthy. And he just floats on the field. Like you get a deep threat team that up with AJ Green. Along with you got Mixon and Giovanni Bernard and Hill in the backfield. They got some offensive line issues though. Yeah, they, they got offensive line issues, Browns, but and then you know the the Whitworth and all. I mean, they have some issues, but you're right. And Andy Dalton on paper actually puts up really good numbers year in year out until the playoffs. Yeah, he's cool until the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's cool. Where's he rank? As far as top quarterbacks, yeah. How many? He's second tier. Yeah, he's he's bottom second tier. No, wait, I need thir- out of thirty. Out of thirty, I put him in the middle. Fifteenth. Mm. I give him like twelve. Yeah. When we come back from the break, this I is what pro- this yeah, is what look. professionals do <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> I'm going to do a little tease. When we come back, we're going to rank our quarterbacks one through ten because it's not far from NFL season. If we're looking ahead to anything in the world of sports, do a mm. little bit of NFL preview. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the weekend sports buzz. Stay tuned. You know I love it. That's insane. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. We have a full house this morning, plenty to talk about, as always, as we are a weekly sports radio show, uh, recapping the week that was, previewing the upcoming week in the world of sports. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line, which is 502-384-1450. We got our man, The Truth, is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Truth? Oh, I get the little this morning. I know you probably decided because that's your uh, Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. I'm. Uh, I would like to see the Cavs make it into a series. I'd love to see them win Game Five. To be honest with you, I think if the Cavs win Game Five, being that it goes like this, two-two, and then obviously this one's in San Francisco. Then if there were to be a Game Six, that would be in Cleveland. If somehow the Cavs can win Game Five. Everybody's got to take a step back and say, "Wow, this is just this is an actual series now." Now, obviously, 
money, you know, the, the smart money is probably saying the Cavs are going to blow them. I'm sorry, the Warriors are going to blow them out in game five. It's in San Francisco, and, and they'll probably win. But um, truth, Aaron Judge, 19th home run of the season. He's leading the major leagues in home runs this year. What are your thoughts on your Yankees? CC Sabathia is even doing really well. That's who I was going to bring up. Hey, only thing the Yankees heard from that right now, our first baseman and our third baseman, we're not getting uh, deduction out of that. But Carter, the last six ball games, Carter been hitting home runs. He hit, I think he went two for three last night. So I'm, I'm looking, they're getting scary now. Yeah, they they are. They're they're a team. They're one of the contenders. Obviously, people always will follow the the American League East because of the Red Sox and the Yankees and even the Troy Tulowitzki and and um, Josh Donaldson and everybody from the the uh, Toronto Blue Jays are always interesting. But we have our man Gary Lovin, our recruiting guru. Truth, I know you had some questions about Indiana basketball. I I also. Uh, uh, you got somebody uh, talking about Indiana basketball? Yeah, we got our man Gary Lovin here, and, and he can answer questions when it comes to Indiana basketball. Oh, man, you, you listen, that's why y'all the number one show in the, the America. <laughs> let, me throw some, let me throw some stuff out to, to you. Maybe he can answer. Okay. What about this Robert guy, uh, player on the Indiana All-Star? Where could he end up at? Wait, I mean, he's a pretty good... He's a pretty good player. Uh, who, who is it, Gary? Uh, I, his, his last name escapes me, but I know he's looking. He was looking at Dayton before Archie Miller got there, and uh, he's look. I mean, I think. I mean, IU's going to have a chance with any in-state guy now, except for Romeo Langford. Where's Lo Romeo Langford going? Louisville or Duke? Wow. So you think there's actually a chance he goes to Louisville? Yeah, his, I don't think he picks Louisville. His parents are huge U of L fans, but he grew up a Duke fan. So I don't know. Hey, it, it just depends on whether he wants to stay home or not. Hey, here's what I heard about this, this about Blanks. They said he's a little bit done. One of my good friends know his family, and he, they say he's a little bit done. He liked Duke, but he's going to go to UML because his family could be there to see him play. And that's, that's the main reason he didn't go away to prep school is because he yeah. – he, he wants to stay home, so I, I don't know. I don't think Kentucky's got much of a chance. I mean, they're recruiting, I think, six of the top eight shooting guards. So I don't know. He's a good ball player. Though. I mean, really good. Is he a two or a three? He's a two. He's a two. Yeah. I, I mean, we got, we got wing players coming in this year and next year. We got Anthony Simmons coming in next year. Yeah. We got uh, I forgot the other kid's name. Uh, this year we got Bowen, we got Jordan Noah. I think Bowen's more of a three, though. He's he not, is, he's he's not a true two, yeah. He, he's six eight, yeah. but, uh, and he shot, but he shot twenty percent from the three point line last year. So I don't yeah, think there's no way he's gonna be a two. No, nah, but he's a scorer. He is, but he's uh, a scorer. We still got VJ. Yeah, VJ. VJ is gonna have to play the two because he can't rebound nor play right. defense. Right. Uh, Dangadell, you know, he might stay a senior year. I mean, we got a lot of pieces on the wing where a guy like Langford who's probably going to want to be one and done yeah, wouldn't want to come and play for a Rick system where he doesn't really let freshmen off the leash like that you no. know a lot of freshmen he if they start killing he'll 
ah, come back. That's what hurt yeah. him with VJ last year. I think VJ should have played more. He was the, one of the better shooters. Yeah, but he couldn't play defense. You know what? But the Louisville plays a matchup zone. You don't really need to know. All you need to know is your spacing. You'd be surprised. He didn't know how to do that. I'd watch a lot of games. I'm like, this guy looks lost. Like, yeah. He's not doing nothing on defense. If he's not scoring, get him out the game. Right? I, I just – I mean, Quentin Snyder can't play defense either. He's not quick enough. But no, he, not even close. Yeah, he's not quick he, enough. He, he's, he's been the starter on many teams, though. I mean – Yeah, because he, he's he smart. That, if he, exactly. If he was that much of a defensive liability, I have a feeling in my mind that an upperclassman who knows the defensive schemes is not going to lose his job in Rick. Rick system. Remember Jerry Jerry Smith? Jerry Smith was had a good freshman and sophomore year, but remember how much he fell off and Rick just kept playing him? Yeah. Because he, he could shoot. Yeah. He couldn't shoot. He, Jerry Smith could yeah, shoot. He's, 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 end, a, he's a decent shooter. Jerry, Jerry end, Smith was a shooter. Not at the end but of his that was, career he was. But that was his MO, though. His MO was he's, I agree. So, so you, you're, you're going to hope he's going to get back in rhythm, but he exactly. was a shooter. He was early in his career, but he fell budget. off his senior year. He was not a good shooter in his senior year. I mean, he had a bad season, but he's a shooter. Okay. And Rick Beck likes his shooters. And he likes people who knows his defensive schemes. He's yeah. got to know when to do a matchup zone and know yeah. when and to that's, switch in the middle of a possession and then switch back before the offense knows. And, I mean, and that's, why, stuff. that's why I think uh, Q – I'm not gonna say he's gonna lose his spot, but that Darius Perry kid we got coming in, he's gonna apply some pressure. Okay, we've got. Let's the, let's finish the truth yeah, question we got, though. You got the truth on the line. I'm looking at 2018 Indiana recruiting prospects according to Scout.com: Romeo Langford, Darius Garland, Luis King, uh, Luguens Dort, Darius Baisley, Jerome Hunter. Any of those names ring a bell to you? To you, Gary, as guys that that uh, Archie Miller. Are going to get for the Hoosiers? Well, Lewis King's from Jersey. Um, he's going to be on the U19 team this year. Um, he all but said he wants to offer for, from Kentucky. But I think Archie Miller's going to have to build his program with three and four stars until high school players start trusting him, okay. trusting his system. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. No, you can do that. That's but, the cool thing about college basketball is there's – what is a, a saying? I don't know. There's a bunch of different ways to cut a cake. Yeah. Is that is that? I mean, that's, that's how Rick's done it the last ten years. That's what I mean, is you don't have yeah. to do it like like Cal or, or yeah. Sean Miller or you know. But then you also get those players to stay too, though. Yeah. They stay three to four years. Exactly. I think that's so. what makes college basketball beautiful. Hey, let me ask him about. Uh, let me throw. A, I'm gonna leave y'all with this. I want to ask him about on our son. Out in California, have you he seen heard I haven't seen his son. son. I've watched some of his videos. What do you know about him, Truth? He looks just like his I, dad. It's, it's two of them. Are they twins, ain't they? It's crazy. It is. I don't know if he's the same level prospect. I think he's about a two or three star or something like yeah. that. But uh, I, I see he's very physical. He is physical, and he, he's built just like his dad. Oh, yeah. Remember, his dad yeah. was always really physical. Yep. So I'd take him on my team. I, I, I'd, I'd put a flyer on Indiana. Indiana to start looking into him there. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to leave y'all alone and let y'all have fun with the little cart of the Hoosier Nation is out of here. Right. <laughs> As always, we appreciate the call, Truth, representing the Hoosier Nation. Uh, we, you know, the good input there. He's a Yankees fan. Aaron Judge is leading the majors in home runs, and the Yankees are doing well. Um, I teased that we were going to preview our, our – let's each give our top five. Off the top of your head, don't put any thought into it. We're going to do a little bit of NFL talk. <laughs> 
And then in the beginning of the second hour, I want to really jump into breaking down these recruiting classes, the incoming recruiting classes, how the Louisville and the Kentucky basketball teams will be impacted for this upcoming season that starts in, you know, October or November. So what do we have to look forward to? But for starters, let's rank our top quarterbacks, top five each in the NFL today. Mo, uh, you want to start for us? Got to have Tom Brady in order. One? Okay, not in order. All right, but I'll go Tom Brady, um, Big Ben. Wow. Okay. Um, Matt Ryan. Wow. Okay. Um, 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 Russell Wilson. And uh, I don't know. Uh, Drew Brees. What? All right, wait a second. So, Did Mo- you say Aaron Rodgers? Oh, no, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Put Aaron Rodgers. I forgot about Aaron Rodgers. That's my bad. My so, bad. you said Ben, Brady. Yep. What was it again? Ben? Wilson. Wilson. Um, like he said, Aaron Rodgers. And no, no, Drew Brees. No, Drew Brees. And um, who else did I say? One Matt time. Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Matt Ryan. Okay. All right. Um, Gary? I got. Uh, uh, Brady number one. I like Breeze, but I, I, I'll take Aaron Rodgers number two. And I'll take Breeze number three. Wow. Okay. They're supposed to have a good. They, they supposedly filled a bunch of. I put Matt Sta- Matthew Stafford number four. Wow. Okay. I mean, because that, that guy puts up some. He puts up some yards, but and he does it with a whole lot less talent. He does. Okay. What a whole lot less. Radically different lists here. Okay. Number five. <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins. Okay. What. Yes. Kirk Cousins puts what? his numbers. All right. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. this is what I mean. Is is this is why I, I thought it'd be Stafford. good to do this. Yeah. Is people are all over the place. And I'm not saying anybody's like wrong. Yeah. Um, all right, Dre. I mean, what do you have five thousand, six thousand yards passing last year? Dre? Yeah, Tom Brady. All right. That's default. <laughs> uh Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> Big Ben. Okay. Uh, it's wild. Russell. A couple of years ago, Ben had fallen off a little bit, and now he's all of a sudden right, and he well, deserves it. I'm was that say- the year he was hurt? Yeah, something. I like think that. he got banged up. Yeah. Uh, all right, so give number, me, number four is Russell Wilson for you. Yeah, give me Russell Wilson, and uh, number five, I gotta go Matt Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Now I wanna, I wanted to say Cam, <laughs> if he had a solid year last year, but he didn't. So I got to go with Matt Ryan. I mean, you got to you got to give Matt Ryan his props because he's been doing it consistently. And then last year he had an amazing year, yep. and even had games where Julio didn't play because Julio got hurt, and he still did his thing. He's the MVP. All right. He he, he kind of I kind of have to put him in there by default. My list goes like this: Brady number one, Rogers two, Carr number three. Oh yeah, Dude, Matt Ryan number nice. four. I gotta see another season from Carr. Russell sure. Wilson, number five, for and me. then he did get hurt too, though. So yeah. he got hurt, but yeah. I mean, he could have been the MVP last year. Yeah, no, he balled. He balled. Yeah, I, but yeah. I, but, I, but I personally have to see probably one or two more seasons from Carr before I put him in that top five. Because well, Matt did. Ryan's been doing it for a while. Brady, Ben, all those guys had Super Bowls outside of Matt Ryan sure. that I name. You know, even Russell Wilson, and he's actually getting better each year. Guys, we're gonna we're gonna preview some college basketball in the second hour. We appreciate everyone tuning in. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. Let me tell you, baby. What does it mean to me?
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Second hour, we promise we're going to preview Louisville and Kentucky in the upcoming college basketball seasons. Never a dull moment around here. We always have plenty to talk about, and I know you're interested in college basketball at all times. Let's start with Louisville. Dre, will you help us to, and Gary and Mo, help us to evaluate not only what the cards have returning, uh, it appears they do have basically their starting rotation coming back. Yeah, uh, everybody. A, a, a different starting rotation, obviously, minus Donovan Mitchell. And, and no, Jalen. No, no mango. Yeah, no, no mango, but, I mean, no Jalen. We know that the, retur- the, st- the five starters will basically be upperclassmen for the cards. Yeah. Um, remember a few years ago, I think after the year after we, uh, I think it was the Trez and Terry season, and Rick said he wanted to get back to the running gun. He wanted to basically say, I want to play like the Warriors. He said, we want to run and gun. He said, because that was this team to shoot threes a lot, get up and down the court, play defense. You know, we're going to. that Peyton and Russ? That was right after. That was right after that. Because that was his. That was his. That's Chris Jones. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that was more so the, the Chris Jones, Terry, Trez, that little okay, stint, okay. you know, going like that. Uh, it was around that time. And. I'm watching the way that this team was built last year, the pieces that they added, and the people that they added this year. Uh, the guy, Malik Williams, the five-star, the big man, he's 6'11". He can do it all. He can take you off the dribble. He can pull up from three. You know, he plays defense. He's, he's He kind of reminds me watching him. He's not, of course, he's not an Anthony Davis, but... He he's six eleven and he can take people off the dribble. He can shoot the ball. He plays defense. He's a big man. He can take you in the post. He can do all this good stuff. So he's versatile. He can stretch the floor and he can run the floor. He, I've actually seen him push the ball on the break. Uh, then you got to add in guy. You Wyatt. also got him though. He's two hundred pounds. Yeah. So he's got to put on some size. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. He definitely yeah. put some size, but, but I think he'll be more willing to put on size than honest. Yeah. Honest doesn't want to get big. No. I mean, Anthony Davis weighed one ninety five when he got to Kentucky. Yeah, he was he was he was, yeah. but, he was but he was long. Yeah, Anthony Davis, his arm could yeah he could really probably touch the walls in his room yeah. really if he wanted to like either yeah. way because he's he just so long. Like a season, he grew nine inches in like like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was just he was just a freaking nature. Yeah. But um, Malik Williams, that's a great pickup, great prospect. Um, I look at Brian Bowen. I like him just because he's six eight and he's not a soft six eight. He's a uh, he's a he's a he's a he's a tough six eight. So I, I watch him play. He goes to the rack. He goes goes to the rack hard. He's not gonna he's not like he's gonna dunk on you, but he's gonna finish hard. You know, he kind of his game kind of reminded me of like a kind of like a, a, a young Melo. And I said he's not as bully ball as Melo. You know, Melo get on the block, offensive rebound. He'll put up a layup, miss the layup, get his own rebound. Put it up again, might miss again, and get the third one, and he's going to score this time. Yeah. You know, he's not like that, but as far as his driving ability and the way he he moves off ball, you know, his pull up game, he kind of reminds me of a uh, of a young mellow. Um, then you got Perry, who I'm I'm really a fan of this guy just because you can watch somebody. I'm a I'm a Patrick Beverly fan, you know, because I just like the way he plays. You know, he's it's 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 angry. It's not it's not Westbrook angry, but it's angry. Right. And I like it. And I like Westbrook angry too. And I watch this Perry dude play, and he and you can tell when he's on the court. I think he takes it personal when he's whoever he's playing. Oh, this guy's better than me. Watch what I'm about to do. Right. You know, and I I think he takes that personal. 
So I like that. Then we got another guy coming in, Jordan Noah. Uh, he he's a shooter. He's six eight, six eight with a ratchet. Like he's that's what they need. He that's yeah. He's he doesn't defense. Like I said, defense you have to see it. So I don't really know, but offensively he pulls. Like you know how like when Clay Thompson's in the game, they give him the ball, and there's a defender. He has his hand literally on Clay Thompson's face, and you're like Clay's not gonna. And Clay shoots it, <laughs> and he hits it, and he, but he does it continuously. That's how this guy plays. He pulls like it's it's unconscious. Like he catches that ball, and if dude, you're only six three. I'm six eight. I'm shooting this. Is Rick gonna let him do that? I feel like the players would play with Rick if they want to be successful. They have to have they they're gonna have to channel in out of three players that we've had either the Russ Smith, the Terrence Williams, or the Earl Clark. You're gonna have to have I don't care mentality. So Rick. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. We're gonna have a. We're gonna get into it. But if I'm producing, you have no choice. You have no choice but not to play me. Now, if I'm bumming it, you know, if I'm out here playing like a bum and I'm dribbling when I'm supposed to dribble, shooting when I'm supposed to be shooting, you know, I'm not doing my job, and you're getting on me, then of course, you know, exactly. But if I'm doing what I do, and it's working, even if it's not working, but if I'm doing what I do, Rick's, Rick's, Rick's gonna have no choice but to play him. And all they have to do for real. If they play defense, Rick will play you. Right. I think Louisville Louisville's going to fall into the same thing that Kentucky may fall into. If you don't have enough shooters, teams are going to pack it in on you. Yeah. And make you shoot over top of them and yeah. prove that you can shoot the ball. Yeah. Cal went out and got uh, Jamal Baker, mm-hmm. shot like 48% in high school from three-point range. But like you say, I mean, he's, he's like 175 pounds. It's kind of hard to play kids like that. Yeah. But <clears> – <throat> Quentin Snyder's a pretty good shooter. Dingadale's spotty. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, like Kentucky, teams are going to make them shoot the ball from the outside. Because yeah. they're so long. They're not going to – I mean, on defense, nobody's going to get to the rim on them. Yeah. I mean, we, we weren't a great three-point shooting team. Like, my thing that had me mad last year is, uh, like, the false hope from three. A lot of people a lot of people thought Donovan was a, a, a great shooter because he would have games where he would go four for five and, you know, six for eight. You know, for three six. for three, but they didn't acknowledge the game. He go for five, yeah. one for seven, you know, one for four. But the people and I'm like, and I, I watch him play, and I'm like, it's not your game, dude. Like I, I would get mad. I'm go here comes here comes Donovan Curry. He's he's just every time he catches, he's pulling. <laughs> he's he's about to he's, he, he he hit two in a row. He's gonna shoot five more. This game is coming, and he's gonna probably miss all five, and it would never fail. And I'm like, dude, it's not your game. Get to the rack. Get to the rack. And you watch him when he plays. He can get to the rack whenever he wants to. He's trying to be cute. You know, so it, it, it was really, really frustrating to me. Our best player wouldn't do what, what, he yeah, what he does best. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're a defender and you're a slasher. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you can shoot here and there. You shoot, you shoot when you're supposed to shoot. It's almost like he didn't know when to pick his shot, which is why I like actually liked watching a guy like Lonzo Ball because Lonzo Ball – Knew when and when not to shoot. He Lonzo knew. Ball being being he, uh, applauded as being prudent with his shot selection by Dre. Yeah, right? well, well, because I, I watch him play and I, I watch him and I'm like, he picks his shot. Okay, that's very. You know, cool. so he, he knows he comes up court. You don't hear enough or much positive 
feedback for Lonzo Ball, and I guess we can attribute that all to his dad. All to his dad. Yeah, yeah of course, because yeah. because now because now court, he's legit because he takes good shots and he's a good player. But his dad, his dad rubbed people the wrong, a lot of people the wrong way. So a lot of people by default are like, well, we can't see his dad lose, but we can see his son lose. You know, so it's just all right, Lonzo, you got to lose. We're gonna nitpick everything that you do. But like I watched him play, and he. Picks and chooses when he wants to choose. Like, he comes up court, and he already has an idea. Okay, I'm going to pass to this guy over here. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to the rack. He's a really good pass. You know, so he, he, he knows. He, he he was a better decision maker. You know, like, he knew what he, he – he knew his hot spots on the court. He knew his money plays, his money shots, all that good stuff. I feel like Donovan really didn't have an identity. Donovan was still trying to fill himself out last year. And he was just good enough to where – while he was filling himself out, he was having these good or great games. And, he's, you know, he would look great shooting one day. Then the next day he would look great playmaking. Then the next game he would look great on the defensive end, you know, because he was still trying to find himself out. He couldn't put it all together consistently. That's why when we lost in the tournament game to uh, Michigan, he couldn't buy a – his outside jumper was not falling. But every time he went to the rack, it was a bucket. Yeah. Every time he went to the rack, it was a bucket, so but he kept wanting to pull up. He was a wild card on offense. But in Rick and in the, in the Louisville team's defense, the best we've seen a Rick coach Louisville team was when they win the title, obviously. And who was taking a lot of the shots then? It was <laughs> not Mr. Prudence when it comes to no, the no, it was, selection. It was Russ Smith. It was Russ, but that was Russ's game. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that was that was his that was his job. Donovan was forcing it. Yeah, like because he was trying to figure out what his Donovan role was going to be. Very bad shots. Uh, and at, at times, and so are you saying that that, that Louisville will be better off without him? No, I'm not saying that. Okay. What I'm saying is, if he, I I didn't think he should have left because I don't I don't honestly I don't think he's NBA ready. I think. He's going to go. He's probably going to end up in the D-League. Depending on what team he goes to, he has a pretty good chance to end up in the D-League for a season, maybe two. He's got to learn to run the point. He, because he's not going to be a two-guard in the NBA at 6'3". The, the only way he'll be a two in the league. He's have to pass the ball. Kyrie Irving but, is 6'3". But he's not in the league scorer. And the only way, he'll be a, only way he'll be a two in the league is if he turns himself into Avery Bradley, which is a defensive first. Yeah. Basically, basically a three and D player. So his jumpers have to get better. You think, I think he's more of like a J.R. Smith type of player? But he can't shoot. I mean, he got I, better though. He, he got he, better, but he's sophomore year. And and it's gonna be your job. So oh, get yeah. in the gym and shoot the it basketball. It is different I, when you when I, you're shooting and you're playing a lot of basketball seven days a week. I completely I completely understand. I get that, but his game is not like Malik Monk. I compare Malik Monk to J.R. Smith. For the simple fact, streaky shooter. He's a whole lot more explosive he, than J.R. Smith. He, well, I don't know. 46-inch vertical. But, I mean, no, no when, J, when J.R. came in the league, when he got drafted by New Orleans from high school, from high school yeah. his, they were actually comparing him. He was supposed to be that next guard. Like They were really comparing him to Kobe. Like He's going to be that guy. Yeah, I remember when he played high school ball. And, and he, I remember when he played high school ball. He was, he was, he J, was J, J.R. was. In, uh, in his defense. He was he's he was great. For a long time. He was a, he's played in the NBA for a long time. He's getting a lot of minutes still. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's as not as frustrating as he is to watch at times. I mean, you stick around, you play for that long. That's regardless of whether you like everything he does. That's a successful yeah. run in the NBA. Yeah. yeah, but that's what makes him special is because the way that he plays only like that's a J.R. Smith shot. Like he took a turnaround three in the corner that one game, and it's like. That's, that's a, that. That's his shot. He can hit that. We've seen him hit that now. Maybe he shouldn't have took it because he hasn't been hitting lately. But 
Okay. We've seen him hit that numerous times. You know, it's like if Steph pulls from half court, anybody else has a bad shot. But for Steph Curry, that's a good shot. So, so real quick, before we move on to Kentucky, Dre, I'll, I'll ask you, who leads Louisville in minutes played? Who's their top six in minutes played? This year? We'll move on to Kentucky. Your prediction uh, for the upcoming year. Honest. In order. In order. In order. In, in order. In order. <laughs> Seriously, who, who's going to play? In the order. Or I'm, by default, I'm gonna have to say Q. He's the point. Whoa, 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 whoa! He's I the point. We just said he's gonna lose his. No, I said if he doesn't oh come, God. if he doesn't bring it. Okay. Now, if he comes out there and he's lollygagging. Okay. Q. Perry can Perry can take some of those minutes. Q has the most minutes going into next year, according to Drake. Yeah, right? of course. I who's, think it's going to be Q. Two? Who's number two? Probably Dane. It's fair. He should be right up there. He maybe he then, may be number then, one. Then. Then Ray, yeah, I, I think I, I think Ray's gonna get a lot of minutes. VJ, Honest, and Malik Williams over Bowen. Well, Bowen's gonna have to be splitting time between Dang and VJ and Jordan Noah, so it's gonna be a lot. You got to see how that dynamic plays out. But just is, as far is Bowen as number seven in minutes played, who Bowen? Yeah. Probably depend on how it goes. Yeah, I can see. I can see him. I can actually see him end up getting probably more minutes than VJ because, like I said, VJ does not play defense. Okay, VJ, but, but that's also been said about uh, Bowen. But we'll move on. Yeah, but I mean, I have to see it. I haven't okay. seen him play defense on a college level, so maybe if Rick gets to him, he might okay. play because I watch. I watch him. Uh, he had a game against Colin Saxton, and I watched him match up with Colin Saxton, who is probably. He's, he's to me. He's he's my favorite high school basketball player to watch. I've seen him play numerous times, and I'm like, this kid's great. He's going to uh, Alabama to play for uh, Avery Johnson. Um, but uh, I watched him guard like guard one on one with Colin Saxon, and they go at it. And, and Bowen was he was in his pocket. You know, he's like, you're not going nowhere. I'm six eight. Saxon's only like six three, six four, and Bowen was all over him. So I've seen him play defense in that sense. So maybe he can. Uh, I just have to see it on the college level, but. I could see him taking some of VJ's minutes because potentially he could be a better defender. Okay, so we're going to move on to Kentucky. Gary, I think I've asked you this exact question maybe a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But since I just put Dre on the spot like that, please rank your top seven minutes played for Kentucky next year in basketball. Well, number one is going to be Quad A Green. Your point, his Cal's point guards always lead the team in minutes. Okay. So you got Quad A Green, number one. You got Hamadou Diallo, number two. I'll say Kevin Knox, number three. Uh, the number four, there's four or five guys that's going to split time. So I would put the five position. I, I think Sasha Clear Jones is going to be probably fourth in minutes. He's going to play the center. They said he's uh, he's up to 6'11", almost 250 pounds. Wow, okay. So, I mean, he's got outside shots. So I'd say, I'd say he's him returning. and uh, he's returning. he'll be five. And then uh, William Gabriel will be six. Uh, and i say P.J. Washington because he rebounds. He'll be okay. seven. I mean, he's a really good. He's he's a good ball player. Now, uh, you got Jared Vanderbilt. He's he's super athletic, but with so many players playing in front of him, it's a four spot. I just don't know how he's gonna get on the court very often. Okay. Now, Mo, I'll ask you. You're you're a as big of a basketball fan as I know across the board. Any of those guys sound familiar to you for Kentucky? No, but I'm not, I'm not. Oh yeah, Gabriel. But Gabriel. I'm not. I'm not you're, big you're not on big on the recruiting. On, yeah, I know, the, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. So it's just wild to me how this is gonna. Uh, this is the most unknown 
<laughs> Kentucky team ever, right? They got eight even, new guys, even for Kentucky, right, Drew? Yeah. Probably. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't keep up with them unless we play them. Yeah. yeah. So if we're not, we'll, we'll if we're not about to play them, I don't care who they, they got. The, they set the date. They haven't set the time yet. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. December 29th. Yeah, they haven't set the time. I think they want to do it at seven o'clock at night, like they did last year. Which you, would be. What are you guys' thoughts on that? They want to put on CBS. CBS never hosted a main game on a Friday night. Yeah. So I don't know. Last year was on a. This year was on a what a Wednesday. Yeah. yeah it was like a. Well, last year it was on like a Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it kills them both seasons. Both season kills them. Yeah. I think they should make it February. The game. I think I honestly think it should be. Probably not. I don't. I don't say the first. Not the first game, but it should be around early. around the time you know because UK they always play in North Carolina or Duke early. Yeah, you know I I think it should be around that time too, or or the first game of the season. Started first, started out with a bang. First game of the season, like tip college tip off. They, that would help you all because yeah. Kentucky's brand new. Everybody on the I team's mean, fresh out of high school. You no know, man, we y'all y'all always fresh. <laughs> Kentucky's always fresh out of high school. I want I want like February, March, where they're jailed and Kentucky, Kentucky make it run. Kentucky's always fresh meat. Man. <laughs> they always got a new though, people. Dre, not like this. Yeah, but, not like this. But but I'm saying they are. But I mean even. It's even been years where Kentucky, by the time they get to February or whatever, like they kind of hit a funk. You know, I, I think you guys hit like a little funk this year. We all kind of lost a couple games yeah. in a row where you know it was just yeah, they got blown out by Tennessee. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I'm saying, I mean, it, it's 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 all about matchups and timing and stuff like that. A lot of times with college, but I wouldn't mind a Louisville and Kentucky game being the like first game to tip off the college basketball season, like. <clears throat> You know how electrifying that game would be. Yeah, like but I the just first game. I just think it'd be so. I mean, Kentucky schedule is so hard preseason because the league's not very good. Yeah, I mean it's getting better, but I mean it's hard to play Duke, Kansas, Louisville. I mean you can't play them games back to back to back to back. I mean you have no recovery. Yeah, so it's just that's just too much. On I mean, but it but it gives them it gives Cal a measuring stick. Like okay. When we played against these teams in the beginning of the season and we won three out of the four or two out of the four before we even jailed against teams that were already had a, somewhat of an identity, it helps him out better in the long run when he gets to the tournament. I don't know. They play the number one, number two schedule, top schedule in the country every single year. So, I mean, they've got enough. I mean, it's not like they don't play. So, yeah. I don't they have know. to do it in a different way because you're right. Even though Alabama and Avery Johnson and yeah. those other coaches, the SEC yeah. does have a very impressive coaching yeah. and roster, but they're, 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 it's certainly not the ACC in strength of schedule. So Kentucky, Louisville also has one of the tougher schedules year in, year out. Yeah, yeah. but that's mainly because they're always in a tough conference. They're always in a tough conference. So it's, it's day, different. Like the so Big East. Denny Crum had to schedule a real tough out of conference yeah. schedule because they were in the, you know, the Metro, Metro, would say. Metro yeah. Conference USA, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember they used to play UNLV every year. Yeah, yeah. So the, it, it's it's a different approach. So it, it, the only way to really make it fair would be if Louisville and Kentucky were in the similarly difficult conference. So their conference play would be the same. Then they could they could maybe have their game at the beginning of the season. So um, either way, it's not really going to come out to be fair, especially yeah. with the in, inexperience for this Cal team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's always an excuse for UK. Oh, okay. <laughs> we still make it further every year except for one. Mm. I mean, every single year. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, we won the last ship, right? Oh, the last. Yeah, it was the last ship. We've got the most, <laughs> so it don't matter. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> you can have it. I don't want more. I just want the last one. Yeah. 
What about football? Let's keep let's keep the the, the red red and blue rivalry going. Football. What, uh, what about football? I mean, well, first off, Mark Stoops' brother, Bob Stoops. What the hell happened with him? I think he retired. Is yeah. he going to become a, a coordinator on on Mark's? No. No, you don't retire and become a coordinator somewhere else. For Kentucky, they just said he, he said he was ready. He's you know missing time with his family, but he's not that. It's kind it's kind of late. It's kind of late in the season. Why 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 you would wait till June though? I yeah. mean, camp's going to start up. He might have wanted to secure the recruits for the team. And all right, yeah, I'm out. But I tell you what, that Lincoln rally is good. Yeah, that way he's 33 years old. Mm-hmm. Kentucky looked at him for offensive coordinator, but then. Uh, Bob called him up, and that, which you know you can't blame on Oklahoma's, yeah, ten times better job than Kentucky, Kentucky or most jobs. Yeah, most jobs. Yeah, that's up there with the with the Bamas and the Dames and the USC, Texas, Texas. Like it's Florida, a job. Yeah. It's a job Riley you got to take. Thirty three years old. He's I'm one month older than Lincoln Riley. Yeah, that's wild. You probably make just as much though, don't you? Oh yeah, I'm looking right here. He makes one point three million. <laughs> That ain't bad. I mean, that's about <laughs> what I make. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as far as football goes for Louisville, UK, I mean, last year, last year was just bad. We was in a funk. We we we, we gave a game away. Uh, yeah, we gave the game away. We gave like literally like we handed it on a platter and said, "Here, you guys, you guys want this game, right? Like, here goes another interception. Oh wait, better yet, take this fumble, also because we don't care. Our season's over. Our season was over as soon as Houston punched us in the mouth. Yeah, you know, and it was just, it was, it was one of those. Nova lost their edge when they lost to Clemson on on when uh, Quinn stepped out of bounds. That that hurt. Yeah, but that Houston, I I remember because. I hate Thursday night games. I think you, Dre, you were in here, I think, right after that. Yeah, I, I hate Thursday night games. I just can't. Whenever I, whenever we go, especially on the road, and the crowd is just, they're just unified. It was a night game. They're all they, everybody had them all black. Houston had on these nice black uniforms, and I can't remember the the freshman's name. I just remember his name was Ed. The oh, D lineman. Yeah. They they couldn't go. They couldn't. He yeah. he was. But what was he? Playing? He was, like, he was a nose. Yeah. He, he, oh, he was a nose. Yeah. He was the nose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ed, Ed and Oliver. and he Ed Oliver. Yeah. Uh, Remember, I came on the air the next day and I or that week and I said he, Ed Oliver will go down as Warren Sapp two point oh. He he he, he, he even got he, hurt in that game, didn't he? He yeah. got hurt, yeah. but it didn't matter. No. The damage was done. He he looked like the greatest defensive lineman. To ever play the game, he looked like a he linebacker. Was, yeah, who, who was physically built I, like a linebacker, who's just so strong and fast that they were like, was, "Let's line him up at nose guard because that's closer to the quarterback." It was bad. Like it was literally like, and people were like, "Lamar didn't show up." I'm like, dude, he had a monster in his face every second. Like as soon as he hikes the ball, the offensive line was just spreading like the Red Sea, and here comes this big guy Ed. They they were getting pressure with three guys. They were literally rushing three defenders and getting to the quarterback. Like, you, you're not going to win. You're not going to beat nobody like that when a team can get pressure with three people and eight people are dropping back. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to be open. Lamar's not going to be able to pick that apart, and he has no time. He's running for his life every single second. Like, it was just he bad. He for his life anyway. He, he, got, yeah, but he got sacked 13 times that game. It was, like, it was like 12 or 13 times he got sacked. And that's not including the times he got hit. 
So he got hit like 25 times. Yeah. Guys, he got beat up. The consensus right now for Louisville fans is breakout season in 2017, 2018, Reggie Bonifon. Thoughts? Well, he's going to be playing running back. Okay. So and, I mean, uh, what, what kind of identity will he, he have on this team? Will he'll he? he'll be a receiver. He'll be, he'll be that uh, – he can be like a, a Brian Westbrook for us, a receiving back type. You know, he's not really going to be a – between the tackles, he's more of an outside guy. Brian Westbrook, an old yeah. school throwback reference. I like yeah. that. Yeah, Brian Westbrook. Uh, Except Reggie's like six two. Yeah, but he's bigger. But I'm just saying, like as far as yeah, yeah. as no, far no, 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 as the way he'll get used, cool you know, on, on the field because he's not a he's not a power back. You know, even though he can probably run between the tackles because he's big enough, he's not a power back. He's probably he's best going to be used in space. You know, Petrino's already said that he's too good for me not to put him on the field. You know, so I have to use him. Like, this is how good this guy is. Yeah, we got other players that are better than him at his main position, quarterback and Lamar, but I have to get the ball in his hands. You know, so we need a running back, so you're going to play running back for us because we have studs at the wide receiver position. Like, our wide receiver core is loaded. We got Dawkins, uh, we got Seth Dawkins. We've got Jalen Smith coming back. We still got uh, Travion Samuels. We, uh, Samuels, we got the young dude. Uh, I can't remember his name. Staples? No, no, Staples is gone. Staples is gone. Uh, uh, he was a senior, but uh, it's it's a it's a young guy. I can't remember his name, but I think number eighty seven. Uh, he had a real good spring game, and um, but he's really really good too. Uh, our receiving core is fine. They're we huge don't, too, right? Who? And aren't they big? Yeah, Seth, Seth Dawkins is like six five. You know, ain't Jalen Smith like six five? Yeah, Jalen's about six four, six five. Dawkins part of the Dawkins family. He might be. He's big. You know what I mean. <laughs> he's he's big. Like he's he's built, dude. Like like he like like, like he played. Uh, he uh he like the couple games he got in last year. I was like, who's this? Who's this big number five guy? And like he's a freshman. I'm like he looks like you know Calvin Johnson out there as a freshman. Like he's big. So offensively, I think we're gonna be fine. Defense, uh, we lost a lot of people. I mean, we also got a new coordinator too. So. We got a new coordinator, you know. So hopefully, hopefully he's not a. I don't want to call our old coordinator a, a, a idiot, but he. Yeah. It was a lot of times with the defensive schemes. I felt like he didn't adapt well. Like he kept putting guys in man coverage who couldn't play man. Yeah, but. Also, Georgia was wanting to get rid of him. They just didn't want to pay his buyout. I mean, Louisville did him, did him a favor. Yeah. I mean, Louisville wanted to get rid of I mean, Georgia wanted to get rid of him three years before he went to Louisville. Yeah. So, I mean, he had issues. I mean, he could coach corners. Yeah. But up, up and above that, I didn't. he didn't impress me much. So, it, yeah. it's kind of weird to make a trade like that, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You trade coordinators, and that's it. Hopefully, uh, it works. Yeah, because... Um, Louisville's coordinator went to Mississippi State. Mississippi yeah, State coordinator went to Louisville. That was yeah. weird. Yeah, just but, trade, trading for a player. Sorry to interrupt, guys. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call, get in on the action. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Blue is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Blue? I'm doing real good, uh, Kelly. Uh, I got a basketball comment and a football question. Um, is about Hamadou Dallow. Man, I tell you what, hey, hey Gary and, and fellas, this guy better be real good, man. I hope he can learn to shoot. But um, <laughs> the game this, this year, I'm surprised. I'm not really surprised. I didn't catch much flack at all from the Louisville fans. Maybe it's because they were surprised they won the game, probably won one, they were relieved or whatever. I hope the guy, he never won another game out of it. I, 
can't stand losing to Louisville. I like them, but I don't like losing. So, Gary, if you had to pick, I know you haven't seen a lot of these teams in uh, um, Kentucky. Who would you say is going to win the game coming up? Well, I, don't, I mean, you got to see how this, this group of eight or nine new guys mesh together. I mean, Louisville's got the experience. I mean, they're both long. I think Kentucky's going to benefit from being at home this year a little bit. But better coach. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Well, it's a big good game. Know. Blue, as always, we appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Hey, hey I, I, got, I, I got a question for you, Kelly. All right. <laughs> okay, Lamar Jackson, you see him coming back. I think Deshaun Watson was way better quarterback than that, but I want to hear that comment on that. Okay. Well, appreciate what? that. Uh, my, my thoughts on that would be. Did he say that Kyle can hang up? <laughs> His name is Blue. Blasphemous. So if your name is Blue, you, you're gonna you're gonna make a, a comment I mean, like that, and you know that's okay. Hang up. He's that a Kentucky was absurd. Fan. I now, agree. Deshaun we Watson saw the head to head. Has I a agree. very decorated um, college football career, and he may be a better NFL quarterback for as far as I know. The numbers and the productivity that Lamar Jackson had last year, in case you didn't review it and compare it to his he, the, everybody else. I mean, it was night and day. He lit the I mean, college it, world it, it, on is in the first three yeah. games. Yeah. In the maybe, first half of the season. No, in the no. first three games. No, you're making did. the argument that numbers don't mean anything. That's a different thing. Bro, I'm talking bro, about productivity look, and the way that people evaluate football I mean, players is in large part based on numbers. His numbers were head and shoulders above everybody yeah, else. I mean, let me tell you something, man. I, I'm, I'm an honest fan. Before, when we came into the season, my biggest concern this year was – the offensive line because they stink. All right, like these guys, they were horrible the year before. I didn't expect them to be good at all. They, for some reason, for some odd reason, they got confidence and they played good for the first half of the season. Who That's did they play? I mean, they they bought against Florida State, but out, outside of the outside of the first quarter against Clemson, after the, for three quarters after that, they balled against Clemson. That first quarter was just bad, but. Three quarters after that, the second, third, and fourth, they balled against Clemson, and they continued to ball up until the Houston game. All right. And then they got beat up, and then they quit completely. So, they just showed up no more. Sorry to interrupt, guys. Sorry. we've Once again, the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line, 502-384-1450. We got our man, Marcus, who I'll go ahead and introduce him as Marcus, the Joe Mixon defender. He's <laughs> on the line with us. How are you this morning, Marcus? to see if you guys have decided what you're going to have for Thanksgiving dinner yet. <laughs> oh, we're talking about sports that are too far away for your, your liking. I got you. What do you have for us this morning, Marcus? Well, first of all, as soon as Joe Mixon rushes for 1,000 yards with the Bengals, nobody's going to care who he slapped and who he didn't slap. Are you, are you going to get a Joe Mixon no. jersey? Uh, no, because, you know, I'm not a Bengals fan. Okay. Is to my head, and I had to put money on it. The Warriors are winning tomorrow, right now. But I picked the. the well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you come to your senses. I was afraid you were going to say Cleveland, okay. and then I was going to tell you it's not a good idea to drink Jack Daniels with your cornflakes. <laughs> no, but I'm sticking yeah. with. I, I am. I made my prediction before the series that the Cavs were winning six. Obviously, I'm wrong with that. I will be very proud of myself if they somehow pull this out. 
you'd be some kind of a uh, prognosticating god. But uh, we can we can put those delusions to rest tomorrow night. Uh, now, how, how are your Reds doing? Right in the middle of the pack, right? They are. Yep. The three games out of uh, first place in the National League Central. They are two games under 500. I think now actually three games under 500. The offense is very potent. They've got everything they need. Um, outside of a starting rotation. They have the worst starting rotation, not only in baseball, but in the history of baseball. So, do you think that the Reds are going to trade for a couple of pitchers and try and win the Central Division this year, or are they just going to wave the white flag as usual and give up at the All-Star break? They just, I don't think they like to spend money. So, I, if, if I had my choice, I'd... I don't think they're going to add anybody else because they don't want to spend the money. No, probably not. But if you're in a, a, a pennant race like this, and they have a legit offensive – I mean, if you were to put Scooter Jeanette at second base, then I saw a, 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 some analysis that said they legit have an above-average offensive player at every position except for Billy Hamilton in center field, and we know what he brings to the team. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not common in this era of baseball, this post-steroids – era. Uh, the Reds have a legitimate offense. So, Marcus, great question. Trade some prospects. Maybe what I've been calling for is I'd like to see him trade for, bring Johnny Cueto back. He's on the trading block. Let's bring Johnny Cueto back. Get um, Brandon Finnegan back. You know, Disclafani. Homer Bailey had a nice outing a couple days ago. Um, I would love to see it, Marcus. I don't know if it's going to happen. Regardless, I'm happy. This time last year, the Cincinnati Reds were 18 games out of first place. Wow. Today they're three. And they're young, too. And they're the youngest team opening day roster yeah. in starting in Major League Baseball. So I'll take it, Marcus. I'm very happy with my Reds today. Well, I think you should be. Uh, I mean, you know, we're all in a, in a weak division there. And, you know, to just write off your chances to win the division and make the postseason – you know, when multiple teams like the Kansas City Royals has proven over the last few years, if you get into the postseason, anything can happen. Right? Your, your St. Louis Cardinals know that. Is you can get in as a wild card, you can do anything. And you can get hot and then hang another, uh, another World Series title. I mean, that's what it's all about. So if you're in contention, uh, this ownership and the, 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 the general management for the Reds, I mean, I'm right there with you, Marcus. If you're in contention at the trade deadline and you have a glaring weakness such as the Reds do, I mean, hell, Marcus, in 2016, the Reds' starting rotation gave up more home runs than any starting rotation in the history of the sport. This is not a new sport. The 2017 starting rotation is on pace to break that record for home runs allowed. So they have a glaring weakness. I think it's very obvious if they could shore up the starting pitching, they would at least be a contender in the National League Central. And who, who in the hell would have thought with the Cubs and, I mean, even the Pirates and every I mean, who would have thought that I'd be able to say that, you know, uh, on, on Sunday, June 11, 2017? Not me. No, not me either. Uh, I mean, you know I'm a big fan of the movie Major League. I watch it every year before the season starts. And when the Reds roster for opening day came out this year, I was really reminded of that movie when they showed the guys in the coffee shop looking at the news for saying, who are these effing guys? Yes. 
<laughs> with the yeah. starting rotation. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, great season for them so far. Uh, who do you have in the World Series? Wow. That's a great question. Wow. Um, that is, let me take a look. Give me a minute. You make your pick, and, and give me a minute here, and I'm going to make my pick, okay? All right, I will take uh, the Boston Red Sox to win the World Series. And I will take the Washington Nationals to win the National League Cup. Okay, so you're going to have the Red Sox over the Nationals. I, I know they're a young team, but out of the American League, I'm going to have the Houston Astros. I'm sorry. Did I mute you? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my pick also. Houston Astros? Yes, they're very good. Okay. Um, so I'll go Houston Astros, but I will have them lose in the World Series too. And I know this sounds silly. Chicago Cubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, Marcus. I know. I hate it. I hate it as much as you do. I'm just trying to be right. I'm in the business of trying to be right. Dre, you have any thoughts? No, any I don't. Any prediction? No, I don't not, care not, for not baseball. Major baseball. Nah. Fair enough. Okay. I'll catch the World Series when it when it, when it starts. Though you were intrigued last year with the World Series. Right? Yeah, last year was like a movie. Yeah, it was. Had the whole the storm came in the last game. And yep. Nobody was sure if it was gonna end, and it was great. But other than that, I don't care for baseball. Okay. Marcus, as always, we appreciate your your input on the show this morning. Before we let you go, anything else you wanna you wanna chime in on? No, but uh, when you come up with those Thanksgiving uh, recipes. You guys let me know. Oh, I will let you know what I'll be eating for Thanksgiving. I'll also fill you in on my <laughs> my my uh, New Year's Eve plans here shortly. Yeah, as part of my next week, you guys will be working on that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marcus. Have a great rest of your weekend. We try to stay ahead of the game. We are ahead of the game here on the weekend sports. Absolutely. Lesson. There's certain things that are never out of style uh, to talk about, and that's college basketball in this region. And really, college football recruiting, I mean, if you're a sports fan and you're tuning in to 96.1 FM and 14.50 AM WXVW, you know, chances are that's not going to make you change the dial. Right, right, right. So we appreciate everybody getting in on the action. We're going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. Guys, while we're on the topic, I want to address, earlier we had our, our one of our favorite callers, Blue, call in. And he did end the call by saying he wanted our feedback on the Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson comparison. I'm a Louisville fan. Dre's a Louisville fan. We both disagreed with him. Gary, you have a different perspective. What are your thoughts on the comparison? I mean... They're, they're both comparable players, but, I mean, you could probably say that if there wasn't a head-to-head meeting between the two. Yeah. And, you know, we was talking earlier. But still, he won a title. He won a national he, – he led his team to a national championship. He played in two national championships. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, his his overall resume is different than Lamar's. Yeah. He's not a bum. It's <laughs> no, not, no, it's no. Not, it's not like saying 
Lamar is better than him isn't isn't a slight against him. It's just a Lamar was asked to do a lot more too. It's a detriment to how good Lamar is. It, That's it, just all it is. It is in some ways. Um, I mean, Watson like, had forty six hundred yards passing last year. Okay, so it ain't like yeah. I mean, you know, it ain't like we was getting on him because he was a trash player. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He he, he just had he had a lot of turnovers last year. Last year he had a whole lot of turnovers in. The turnover should have cost him against us. They almost cost him against uh, somebody they played earlier in the season. I forgot who it was. And then they cost him against Pittsburgh when they played Pittsburgh because he threw like four or five picks as well. So he he was really he had a lot of turnover issues last year with Deshaun Watson compared to the year before. His junior year was his best year. If I'm not mistaken, was, was, was that his junior sophomore year? year? That was his sophomore year, yeah. if I'm not His sophomore year was his best year as far as production and all that type of stuff. Last year was good, but he wasn't as efficient. He, yeah, yeah. he seemed like he was off a little bit with a lot of his throws. He was forcing stuff. He had 17 interceptions last year. Yeah, but but the year before, he was he was that guy. Like, like if he would have had his sophomore season this prior year, the same year that Lamar, then you say, man, it might be neck and neck. But just watching them go head to head, and I saw how much each person meant to their team. Deshaun's team was able to overcome several turnovers. You know, the Louisville team, we got in the hole early because their first quarter, the holdings, the false starts, the pass interferences. You know, the the the, you know the missed chances for for touchdowns, and we couldn't get anything going. And Deshaun's team, they were kind of rolling. They were in rhythm the whole game. And, you know, they got out to an early lead. Lamar in the second half, the whole team wakes up. Everybody's rolling. We start, you know, scoring and stuff. And I don't know. I just feel like as a football player, Lamar, he he was the best player on the college football field last year. Now, I just did the math. Lamar Jackson in 2016 had 5,100 in 14 total yards, combining rushing and passing. Deshaun Watson, 5,222. Mm-hmm. So Deshaun Watson had more total yards. Yeah. He also, yeah. He also had more. Do you have more? Yeah, he had, he, I think he also played one more game. He threw 41 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no. did he play one? Well, he played the ACC yeah. championship game. Yeah. Yeah, so he played, he played, he played one and more he, game. And he played a little playoff game and then the championship game. Okay. So he played two more. Yeah, he played two more games. Maybe we shouldn't have laughed. Okay, two more games. Yeah, yeah, he okay. played two. That's, I mean, so if you do the regular that's season stats, yards right there. Yeah, you, you do the regular season stats for, for 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 Lamar. Even even with the bad LSU game, if you implement that, and even if the with the horrible Houston game, Lamar still was head and shoulders above the rest. Like a college football quarterback, how will it translate to the NFL in your opinion? It depends on how he plays this year. Because uh, I believe he's going to leave after this year. Hopefully, my Jets are tanking. I want to go zero and sixteen, so we get the number one overall pick and we can get Lamar. But um, I I think I think for him he can be something special because we never seen nothing like this before. Like when he runs, he doesn't run like a quarterback. He runs like a running back. Yeah, he puts his foot in the dirt. He lowers his shoulder. He takes a hit. Now in the league, you don't want him taking hits like that. Yeah. But as far as college goes, he'll go head to head with a linebacker. He'll go head to head with a safety or corner. I mean, nine times out of ten, he's probably gonna make you miss. But if you do get a hand on him, he's gonna break break the tackle unless you get his feet. You know, because he's not 
like I said, he doesn't run like he doesn't run like Mike Vick. I mean, we, we know he can run. We know he's got a gun for an arm. Yeah. I think his his issues is intermediate passes. Yeah. The out passes, the slants. Yeah. So, if he works on that, then, I mean, he can be as good as anybody. Yeah. I've seen a lot of screens. He would do a lot of screens, and it would be low or short or yeah. too high. It was just his – it was like the closer the throw was for him, it was, I guess, the harder for him to complete it, it seemed like. I think he's trying to – I think he throws it too hard. Yeah, too hard on them passes. Yeah, he throws passes. it too hard. He doesn't doesn't know how to you know take some of the mustard off of the passes sometimes. I mean, he threw the interception to the tight end during the Kentucky game. Yeah, because it was so hard that it went right through his hands, and right UK got interception. Hands. Yeah, so it's it's. I think when it comes down to him, is is learning how to control his 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 powers. You know, I like uh uh, uh he he's raw. You know, he doesn't understand how good he can be. He doesn't understand how strong he's going to get. Like, he was only 19 last year as a child. You know, yeah. so he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand that he's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get faster. The game is going to slow down to you. He has to understand that over time. Like, it's it's going to just become natural to you. Don't force it. And I think if he understands that this year, along with his just natural development and growth, I mean, he could be something that we've never seen on the football field. You know, he could he could be a dynamic player in the NFL. He could be he can be almost like that electric fine player that back in the day with the like a Deion Sanders. Yeah. You know, like when Deion Sanders was on the field, it was like he's gonna make a play. He's gonna he's gonna be a factor in this game. Like you're not you're not gonna get away from Deion. Yeah. Are you suggesting they would use him in, in different? I mean, because Dion was returning kicks. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like he's going to be. Jackson's going to exclusively be a quarterback in the NFL. He's going to be a playmaker. I I, I think his best position is going to be a quarterback in the league. But he's so dynamic. You can use him. How's Ward? Yeah, you you can use him in so many different ways. And it's, okay. And it's like when you have a player like that, it's hard to not them on the field it's just like with the situation with reggie like petrino knows this guy is really really good is he good enough to play court is he better than lamar at quarterback no but he can play running back he can play receiver i have to get him on the field somewhere i can't reggie? just have him backing up lamar reggie yeah he has to play reggie will be like a heinz ward more like a randall l okay i see okay. I, I see reggie being more like a being more like a randy randall l or a uh, brad smith he was the guy that played at uh, Missouri. Missouri. And then yeah. the Jets. Yeah, yeah, he went to the Jets play for us for a little bit. But yeah, uh, still, where's he at now? I think he's retired. He's been done, I think. I Man, I'm so out of date on some That was years ago. Before we completely skip out on some of our listeners probably want to hear about Kentucky's football season this year too. Let's hear what you got. Um they're uh, I'd like to I would like to see how, how much further their offense is this year. They've had three offensive coordinators in four years. So this is the first, really, you know, they got the office, the whole offensive unit back. And they, I mean, they ran for over 20, 23, 2400 yards last year. And, you know, the continuity, I, I think their weak spot is going to be the D-line, which seems like it's been that since day one. I mean, they got the second-ranked linebacker core in the SEC this year. And their corners are solid. So I just, if that D-line can hold up, I mean, you can't give go out and give up forty five points a game. So, I don't know. I like I like to see you know what Stephen Johnson can do or Drew Barker's even healthy this year. But you can't give his starting job up. No, Stephen Johnson. He earned it. He earned it. He yes, played he very did. Well last year. Yes, he did. 
So I don't know. I like to I like to see what radar. Kentucky's coming off the heels of a a, a a very impressive year for them. Yeah, I had a decent year. <laughs> Am yeah. I exaggerating? No, no, that actually had a better. They were actually when we went to play them. I was actually that it, it was the first year because we was on the downside. We were crumbling. We were, our, our world was shattered by Houston, so we were still picking up the pieces. By the time UK came around, they was they was predicted to win three games last year. And I mean, and they they had a decent attack. They had two running backs with. Over a thousand yards rushing, yeah. And the 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 quarterback who was the backup at first, if I'm not mistaken, came in and yeah. he was actually pretty good too. They added a dual threat, you know, and they he it was just it was just a bad combination. I actually actually was nervous going into that UK game, but I will say going into the basketball game, I had the utmost confidence that we were going to win. Oh, I, I, I honestly, I honestly, I felt like we were going to win for this year. For this year, yeah. If there's a year, then well, I, 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 I have to, have to see us first. But the reason why I say last year I went to the game with confidence so, is because I looked at when they played North Carolina, and North Carolina doesn't play defense, and neither does UK last year. And I looked at us and I said, "We play defense. Like we we put our hands on you. We're gonna slow it down. It's gonna get ugly. UK's not scoring a hundred points on us. No, what it." What what was the final score? Three seventy nine, seventy six, or something like that. It was like seventy five, seventy. I think so. I think it was, it was, it was, it was, it was in the seventies. Seventy three, seventy. Yeah, something like that. But it was in yeah. the seventies. It was in the seventies. Monk played. He couldn't hit twenty minutes. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't. He was, hit he was in foul trouble the whole game. Yeah, but he couldn't get in rhythm though. Yeah, because he's a street. You know they. You know they should have done. They should have pounded it to uh, Bam. He was destroying Louisville. He was. He was. I don't know why they didn't give him the ball. But he couldn't score unless it was a dunk. If he was in position, that's, to that's dunk, what he was doing. <laughs> he was killing. That's, that's all he was doing. He was killing them. But the, but the other like side, or any, or but the other, the other side them. of that though was that y'all couldn't guard the pick and roll. And we, I know. And Q was killing on the pick. And it's, every and time it's, we did it, Bam get out there and he was barbecue. Yeah. Well, it's six ten, two fifty. You can't guard a guard. Yeah. But. As confident as Louisville was to win that game, Kentucky had a last-second shot to send it in overtime. They did. They did. Malik Monk missed like a, I don't know what he shot a 35 30 with 35 footer, which made no sense. I mean, he was open pretty yeah. much. But she, but that, but he's hit it before. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's kind of like with J.R. Smith. Yeah. Is, he can hit that. Some, some similarities between uh, Monk and Smith. He's they're, they're both streaky. He just got it, Monk's got to put on some weight. Yeah, he's gonna get a little yeah. bit. He's gonna get a little bit bigger. Yeah, but but he but he can go to the right. He can do all oh, that. Yeah. So he can go do all that stuff. But as far as his shooting goes, he's streaky. He'll have a game where he might go eight for eight, and then he'll have a game where he might go one for seven. Yeah, but he can. He's a good ball player. I like Monk. Yeah. But last year I knew he was gonna win. I guys, it's been a great show. I want a special thank you to Mo Lee. I'm Kelly Patrick. We have our man Dre Butler, Gary Love. Before we wrap things up, real quick, what are your Twitter? Twitter handles at scouting you at scouting you for yes. Gary Love. Follow him. Uh, and uh, Lamondre Deshaun. Lamondre Deshaun. Yep. At it's the at on Twitter. Yeah. At Lamondre Deshaun. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Be sure to join us next Sunday from nine to eleven. We'll be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Thank you. Mm-hmm.